Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield. Inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Desmond Johnson, Sports Illustrated, Skylar Callahan, Panthers all-time lead and rusher, Jonathan Stewart, in the house early on a Monday morning for you to get you caught up on uh, all the stuff that happened over the weekend in the NFL divisional round. It's an open mailbag Monday. Uh, it's tell them why you're mad. We got a whole lot of stuff to get to here, including whatever that was at the end of that Dallas-San Francisco game. Uh, <laughs> some kind of... I don't know. I don't know what it, it might be. Somebody's reason why they're mad today. So we'll get into all that. Uh, again, open mailbag. You can reach us here uh, at youtube.com forward slash at tobacco road sports radio. If you want to comment on the show while we're in here, you got a hot take comment on what you saw this weekend. You can drop it here. We'll get you there. Um, also, you can watch this on the Facebook watch page for uh, tobacco road sports radio as well. The audio of this podcast will be available a little bit later on today. Sorry, I'm out of breath. I just ran from here to like, 10 feet away in my kitchen to get a water <laughs> and came back in here and i'm like <sighs> it's been that kind of monday already gentlemen what's going on with y'all how y'all doing good man sound like you need to go on a jog every, yes, every I'm, monday i'm like i'm like all my car, get, heavy. <laughs> get, get your get your cardio up man <laughs> man something man i hit some stairs something I gotta, I gotta make it happen today but before we get into everything else uh a word from our our, our friends over at bet online Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your awards. Bet Online where the game starts and of course we'll have uh panther news uh from this week uh from since the last time you saw us panthers were supposed to interview sean payton on friday of course due to the untimely death of uh the charlotte fc soccer player late last week david tepper and company canceled that appointment supposedly moved it to today um so they're supposed to be meeting with sean payton today in manhattan uh skyler can you give us the latest on the panthers coaching search in terms of who has actually completed interviews since the last time we were on, because uh, I know there's been a lot of names floating around it, but I think last time we were on, there was only like four or five that had actually interviewed. And I know they had interviews set with like, I think Ken Dorsey and some others this past weekend who all came through and who's all officially interviewed now up to this point. So they met virtually with uh, Ken Dorsey and they uh, interviewed Mike Kafka yesterday, the, the giants offensive coordinator. So those two are in the book. Sean Payton's supposed to be today. Possibly tomorrow is like a tentatively agreed to sometime either today or tomorrow. So I don't know if that ever got ironed out about what day that's going to be. But Sean Payton will be within the next 48 hours at some point. So after that, I, I don't really know where they're going to look at because it doesn't seem like D'Amico Ryans is going to 
schedule anything with Carolina. Seems like he probably wants that Houston job. And I think Houston wants him to take that job too. So um, after that, I, I, I would assume we probably either get into a second round of interviews or maybe they know who their guy is at that point. So I think we're about up to seven guys now. You got Shane Steichen or Shane Steichen, Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell, Steve Wilkes, Ejiro Evero, Mike Kafka, Sean Payton, and uh, Ken Dorsey. So seven or eight guys. So out of those guys, and I'm just now seeing actually from Sports Illustrated that uh, this just dropped like 15 minutes ago, that Sean Payton reportedly has earned a second interview with the Broncos yeah. uh, for Jeff Duncan of the New Orleans Times. Became, I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> the New Orleans Times. Um, he is scheduled for Wednesday. He had his first interview with Denver on January 17th. Um, they've also interviewed Dan Quinn, who I don't think we've interviewed uh, or even asked for, I don't think. Um Raheem Morris from the Rams, D'Amico Ryans, Jim Caldwell, David Shaw, uh, Jim Harbaugh, but he withdrew uh, as he announced he was going to stay with Michigan. I got a question here for the panel. How likely is it after what we saw yesterday um, in the NFC divisional game between Dallas and San Francisco, how likely is it that Sean Payton is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year? Zero percent. No? It's crazy I say that because you would think that the ties would be there because Jerry Jones has wanted Sean Payton for years. And right. Sean Payton loves Dallas, Texas. You know, he coached there um, earlier in his career. So it makes sense. But I, I for whatever reason, they're sticking with Mike McCarthy. Um, Jerry Jones came out and said that yesterday that his job is safe. Mm. So, and Jerry's a pretty upfront guy. You know, I think yeah. if there was any type of, you know, we're going back and forth on it. I think he would have said something like that. Stu, what are your thoughts on that? Man, look. Everything has an expiration date. And more importantly, like the human life, like we're talking about Jerry Jones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to tip you to like, go around. Let's just get in it. Like <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys used to be America's team. It's not America's team. It's not. And Jerry Jones feels that. He's running out of time. I know what he said yesterday. Mike McCarthy, he's safe. Everything's good. Whoop-de-whoop. But, and and that might be true because, you know, getting a whole whole new coaching staff in there right now isn't really going to help your time either. (laughs) But I know whose time is running out. Dak Prescott. We'll get that. We'll get to him later. Yeah, we go saw. Yeah, we'll get to him later. But Sean Sean Payton, if this if this was a, a time to do a coaching change and have something like instant, I think this would be that type of that type of uh, this type of transition or transaction for say um, that could be had. Um, you know, Sean Payton. I feel like demands accountability, which is what this team or, or really what the offense lacks. It lacks accountability. I mean, we saw it last night. Like the tight end. Come on now. It's it's Back basic it's it's basic fundamentals. Like you have to have some type of like sense of urgency. If you don't have the sense of urgency, it's because somewhere along the line, 
in your preparation, someone's not holding you accountable in practice, in meetings. I mean, these are things that we talk about every Saturday. What are the things, the two-minute drill? What are, what are we doing when we when there's 15 seconds left on the on the clock? What are we doing when it's two minutes? Like punt, punt special teams. Be ready on the sideline. Get your ass out there. Line up. Punt the ball fast so we can get the ball back. Like there's a lot of fundamental things that just happened in front of the nation's eyes. Millions. That'd be a million. <laughs> that were just like, wait a minute, this isn't happening. This, <laughs> this, is this what they're doing? To 18 seconds on that punt. Like, yeah, let's just let me get to my tell my I'm, I'm mad about yeah, this. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you about this. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. Let's go. All right, Dak Prescott, you get sacked. Hey, coach, have your punt team, your special teams unit, already ready because clearly there this is not a good situation that's about to happen right now. Like the offense is not grooving and moving, so you need to have your special teams unit ready to be deployed. First of all, get them out there and be instant, instant with your punt, please. They there's out there just loudly gagging, just walking around, just like, oh, we got plenty of time. No, you don't have time. You wasted 40 seconds, 12, it was two minutes and 45 seconds. And my man caught the ball two minutes and five seconds. That's 40 seconds, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You wasted 40 seconds. That 40 seconds at the end of the game, if you take that 40 seconds for the at the end of the game that they had, that's a, what, a minute and 30 seconds? I don't know. <laughs> like It's a lot more than they had. <laughs> it's a lot more than what they had. Yeah, so you got more things to play with. Like, I just don't understand, like, what went wrong there. And special teams unit didn't obviously know that they needed to be prepared and be urgent about the matter of punting the ball. So that's why I'm mad. Time management for Mike McCarthy, like, that's on you, bud. And yeah, then, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. And, and then, as far as Dak Prescott, after Schultz gets pushed out of bounds and doesn't have the the awareness to turn, up, turn his shoulders upfield, Dak Prescott oh, yeah. and Mike McCarthy – Whatever page they're on, clearly they were on the same page. Oh, let's run another play. No. Hey, wait a minute. Stop. Every everyone stop. Spike the ball. <laughs> let's not just let's not just run a just run any play. It's been two let's, years let's, of this. It's let's been two regroup. Years. Like let's it, regroup. It feels like anytime we talk about clock management, we're talking about Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys the past two years. Like Hell, the game last year between the 49ers and the Cowboys in the wild card round. Remember how that ended with them having to yeah. run up to the ball and the, the whole thing with the referee and not knowing and all that stuff? It just – when Tony Pollard got hurt, I was like, okay, that's probably going to be it. Because he was the one dude that 49ers didn't really have an answer for. Like, they, yeah. I mean, he was like their explosive guy. I don't know what they're doing. I'm trying to remember why they traded Amari Cooper. Like, why did Amari Cooper get traded? Because they had already signed him to the money, right? They they traded him for a bag of chips, and they, they yeah. didn't want to commit to him because he was going to demand a lot of money. But here's the thing. C.D. Lamb is not a number one receiver. Mm-mm. He's a very, very good number two. But he's not your go-to guy that's going to just dominate a corner all yeah. game long. Like, yeah. You've got to have somebody go with him. 
shout out to to the 49ers because well first of all shout out to the dallas defense because before we pile on to dallas uh and what they did wrong on offense the dallas defense came to play yesterday and i wasn't expecting that and they played really well they stopped their boy cmc for the most part kept him under control uh they kind of kept the 49ers offense under control until third fourth quarter the 49ers kind of started leaning on them a little bit and started breaking some runs but um everything kind of broke the way it was supposed to with the exception of that Bengals Bills game in Buffalo. Um, and we're gonna get to that in a bit too, because I posed this question to you guys off camera before we started. Is Joe Burrow the number one quarterback in the NFL right now? And it's getting hard to argue that he's not. He might not be the most talented. That's still probably Pat Mahomes, especially after what we saw on Saturday. Don't make no sense like what this kid does. But in terms of what you want in a quarterback, like right now, that can do everything. And it seems like he always makes the right play. He always hits the right guy. He always hits the dude open. He's got the arm. He's got the size. He's got the wheels. He's smart. He's coachable. And he's he's got some kind of like, like Joe Montana swagger thing going on right now. He's got, like, he's got an aura. Yeah. He's got and he's got the X factor. He's like, man, you know how we used to talk about the Bengals? I know you yeah, two years too. Like the Bengals, like no. Two years ago, the Bengals. Two years ago, the Bengals. I think won one game. Yeah, that's how they got him. <laughs> that's how they got so like, they like, like overall, and now like he, look at the franchise. Like, yeah, one dude turned that around. Um, Jerry Jones needs a guy like that. Yeah. So let's okay. So let's now. Well, do you want to stick here with uh, tell my Matt? Because Skyler, you were mad about something like two days ago. You said that you were ready to go ahead and go. Do you want to yeah, go ahead yeah. and pop that out or <laughs> how, how many how many weeks have I came on and said like I, I don't even know what I'm mad about? Yeah. This you, week I got a whole list. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm mad about. I'm here for the pettiness. Let's do this. I'm not going to go through all of it. And, and what I texted you guys, I'll save that for another week because that's kind of a evergreen thing. But um, I don't know. Have you guys seen this? I actually just stumbled across this before we hopped on here about this Damar Hamlin conspiracy theory that he's supposedly not alive and all this stuff. That is the biggest BS. What? <laughs> what? Because I'm, I'm they the, uh, the Bills t- riding him in the golf cart and he had his hood up and didn't want to be seen going into the locker room. I mean, like, come on. Like, number one, that is extremely disrespectful. Yeah. Whoever, whoever whoever threw uh, that out there is disrespectful to life. But his family, too. And, and yeah. his family. Yo, that's Twitter, man. His Twitter friends, is Twitter his, is accessible his right now for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I saw the COVID that's disgu- stuff. That, that's disgusting. When, exactly. when it happened, okay. I saw the COVID vaccine stuff that was on Twitter. People were trying to say, oh, it happened because he got vaccinated or whatever. Because there's there's a segment yeah, out there. That that whole saying, thing yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Like, well. come on, man. Like, that's y'all are really reaching. But no, I haven't heard that. That they just showed the man on TV. <laughs> they showed the man yeah, on TV like, during the game. I mean, oh, what? what? <laughs> was that not him? People, like, that people are, listen, Skylar, people are bored. And exactly. we are living in a world right now where people are just trying to be relevant. Mm-hmm. And that ain't it. You yeah. know, you know what it really is. People, Twitter warriors, people with, you know, Twitter fingers. They, I'm seeing this sentiment where people think they're smarter than they actually are because they have so much access to information. But the problem is they were never taught how to weed out the the fake or the, right. the BS or what's not real. The good, yeah, they, the right information. Right. right. They get the they're, information they're, and they're like, oh, I got to be the first one to tell it. 
if it aligns with what they believe in, if they believe, no matter the side, if it if it aligns in what you believe in in your bubble, then you're gonna kind of you're gonna roll with it. And there's no fact checking really anymore. So it's kind of nuts whenever I see like storylines from like sports or whatever come out. That's why honestly, uh, when people have asked me about the coaching search with the Panthers or what's up with Steve Wilkes, who to be honest with Skyler rattling off that list of names, I think Wilkes is at the front of all this right now, uh, especially if the Peyton thing doesn't really go through, which I never really thought it would. But all the 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 reporters that are out there saying, you know, this source said such and such on Peyton really likes Carolina. And like, all, if, I'm like, if it didn't come from like the folks I know, Skyler, Joe person, like dudes yeah. that I know have been following the Panthers and are actually Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Shannon Sharp say it is the truth. <laughs> Shannon. Look, I thought Shannon was about to get into a fight with uh, John Morant's uh, dad the other night. But they made up. They made up. His, the game was he would have. He would have whooped his behind too. That was Memphis's <laughs> players' fault. They were the ones yelling at Shannon in the crowd. I saw the whole. I was like, man, yo, this sports is crazy right now. Sports is nuts. Um, it, I've got to tell them why you're mad, but I gotta. I know I always have the rules. Got to be football related. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change that slightly if it's a rivalry. If it's a rivalry, it's excuse. Man, how are you going to change the rules and you made up the rules? That's how. <laughs> that's, that's how. So I, the reason yeah, I'm gonna why, tell you why we messed up. I'm gonna tell I wouldn't you why even we brought this up, but I woke up Sunday morning and got on Twitter, which was mistake number one right there, and realized that there is an entire segment of NC State fans that feel like Leaky Black, fifth-year senior forward, Carolina, best defender, was malicious and trying to hurt uh, Terquavion Smith. Now, if you haven't seen this, Terquavion Smith took a hard foul from Leakey, landed basically like on his tailbone back area. They had to put him on a, uh, a stretcher, cart him out. And state fans are like, the Carolina fans are, are booing him on the stretcher and all this other stuff. And I'm like, are we just going to rewrite history? Like, I mean, we're watching this too. <laughs> like, all that, none of that happened. But every year, the state fans come out with the whole referee, everyone's out against us. Everybody hates NC State. You know why? Because you do stuff like this. That's why everybody hates you, NC State. That's why you're the little brother to Carolina and Duke and to some extent Wake Forest at this point where you're just screaming for attention. It wasn't malicious. Like, it wasn't. The dude was at a bar three hours later after checking out in the hospital. They got pictures of it all over the place on Twitter. So it's like, how can you sit here and say all this bad stuff about a kid that's never done anything wrong like that while the kid that got hurt was released from the hospital within two hours of him going? And it's fine. <laughs> so it's like, I don't get NC State and the 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 virtual that they have for Carolina. I do get it because State hasn't won anything since like 1989 or something. But yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mess up. I'm going to tell you why we mess up. I, I don't like this whole like just pretending like things didn't happen. Like that's basically what I had to go through this weekend with these State fans. And then I started watching the conference championship games on Sunday. And, uh, you know, the Bengals-Bills game, let's just go ahead and get into them real quick. The Bengals-Bills game was a treat. If, if you... Oh, yeah if you felt like Buffalo was getting more credit than they deserved this year, and it felt like they got exposed. Um, I've been comparing this bills team to the Panthers. Like the bills are what we had hoped the Panthers were going to continue to be after 2015, like 16, 17, 18, like what they've done. I thought that the bills were that I was wrong. That bills team is not what we thought the Panthers were going to be after 2015. Cause they have zero run game. They cannot run the football. And it makes no sense because they're in Buffalo. <laughs> you would think yeah, they can't run the football. <laughs> they can't, they yeah. can't run the ball. Like it felt like going into that game that uh that Josh Allen was their best runner. And if they couldn't throw the ball, they were gonna be in trouble. Plus, Joe Burrow came in hot to begin with, and they're the hottest team in the AFC. 
and it was just a recipe for disaster. Like, how surprised were you that the Bengals came in and did what they – because they never – it was never in doubt from beginning to end. Like, how surprised were you at that? I mean, Skyler, you go ahead. I mean, I was pretty shocked. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a coin flip. You know, just basically whoever had the ball last was kind of going to win, kind of like last year between Buffalo and Kansas City. But, boy, I was wrong. Um I, I mean, Cincinnati just dialed up a really good game plan. And this is part one of the 15 things I've written down uh, as to why I'm mad. And that's why in the hell does Lou Anarumo not have a head coaching interview anywhere? Why does Leslie Frazier not have a head coaching interview anywhere? And I know Tony Romer brought that up like 15 times during the game, but I've been saying it for weeks. I, I don't know if I ever mentioned it on here, but like Leslie Frazier should have been a head coach two years ago probably. Yeah, hey, I don't, I don't understand it. Well, I can tell you why. I can yeah. tell you why, but we're gonna get into <laughs> we, it. We kind of know why, but yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they tired. They tired of us, you know. That's all. <laughs> hey. But actually, before we go, forward, <laughs> you mentioned D'Amico Ryan's earlier in Houston. Yeah. I would think D'Amico would not want to go to Houston based off of their track record the past three or four well, head coaches they've had. You uh, might know. You, you, you know. You want to know who might be in Houston? <laughs> Dak Prescott. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take that suitcase right on up the street. They just, but I mean, if you think about it, D'Amico, D'Amico played for the Texans. He was a team captain for them for years. He loves Houston. Like, that's true. It makes yeah. sense. Number exactly. one. Number two, I mean, you're going to have your choosing at quarterback in the, in the draft, probably going to get Bryce Young. And then you have, I think, the third or fourth most cap space. When I look at Houston, I don't look at it as a dumpster fire as many other people do. Like, I think there's a couple other teams that are worse situations than Houston. The only reason I say that is because look at what Jacksonville did after they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Now, yeah, last year was awful. But, I mean, they had Urban Meyer. Yeah, he was chicken punters on the field and stuff, yeah. But- as soon as they got rid of Urban Meyer, they started doing the right things. They got the right coach in there, Doug Peterson. They, they spent money in free agency. They drafted well. And I think they had the second or third most cap space last year. But if you go out and spend it, then you're going to turn turn your fortunes around pretty quickly. And I think that's what Houston can do if they draft the right guy at number two and spend their money in free agency. The Speaking of the Jaguars, uh, the Jaguars are set up nice going forward. They're in a, they're in a division that's going to be fairly wide open, uh, AFC South. Uh, that's another guy, Trevor Lawrence. And that's my thing, too, everyone asking for us to trade up in the draft. If there was a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrow or a Cam Newton not. or someone there, there's just no one there that I'm just like yeah. consensus number one generational change your franchise in 24 months type dude. I don't see that guy in this draft. But Trevor Lawrence was Trevor Lawrence was one of those dudes. We knew he was that guy as soon as he showed up at Clemson. Like, we knew that before he was there. Like, we've known Trevor Lawrence for like six years now. And that was the first time he's ever lost on a Saturday in his career. <laughs> and and the gods were trying to give it to him. Uh, Pat Mahomes, the high ankle sprain, had no business even being back out there. He's playing. This dude did a jump pass off of a like a, a ankle sprain <laughs> for a touchdown. Pretty much. Listen to me. You want to know how hard it is to play with a high ankle sprain? Sucks. It's like playing with a nub. Yeah, like it looked like, look like it. <laughs> you might as well have a nub that just you don't what's have that? none of you don't have none of this. What's the thing, Charles? This don't said? work. This don't work. It's just you. You just here. Uh, Didn't Charles Barkley say something like, "It's 
women complain about being pregnant, but they ain't never played basketball on a sprained ankle. Or something. <laughs> hey, I don't know what he's talking about right there. Hey, I'd rather take a sprained ankle than whatever that. Pregnancy, and and pregnancy. Pat, man, Pat, I don't want to. I don't want to be pregnant. I'd rather have the, uh, <laughs> the ankle sprain, fella. Pat Mahomes is mobile. That's part of his game. His his yeah. is like um. I was talking to my, my nephew was over watching the game with me. Uh, and I was like, I, I think I finally landed on Pat Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL. You know, they, they both they both do things that you're not supposed to do, <laughs> like in a game, but they make it look so easy. It makes it look like anybody can do it. But in actuality, no one can. Like, no one can do it exactly. Like, no one can hit, come down and hit a, a three two steps past the half court line in a, in a second quarter of a game, like it's nothing. And then we'll and turn around and start running back before it goes in. That's Steph. Yeah. That's Pat Mahomes is throwing no look passes in a football game. <laughs> like what I are we you, what's like, happening? Going back to the Joe Burrow being the best. This just all, this just clicked. I'm, I'm right now saying Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL period. Joe Burrow does things that you can question like wow that was that was unique mm-hmm. but the one thing that I that we can that you can always go into a, a game with is you you know what to expect out of your quarterback yes yesterday yesterday they knew what they were gonna get out of Joe Burrow Joe is cool calm collected he ain't worried about a darn thing love it. And the way he the way he throw the way he steps into the pocket, his mechanics, everything about him is just there's no hesitation, there's no doubt. Even when he does make a mistake, it's almost like, oh well, like move on. Like oh, somebody I'll, else I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> it bounced and, off the wide receiver or something like that. Or, or yeah, know, like oh, like, the, I, it, it was the numbers. air. It was the air. The air did that. <laughs> but um but but to that point because when you said no look like 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 Patrick Mahomes no look passes like dang where'd that come from Joe Burrow be doing the same thing okay the sidearms and all this stuff like he, he, they oh, no. they do it I'm just telling you they do it we just glorify Patrick Mahomes because he's the first to do it he, yeah and that and that's kind of why I'm comparing them to Steph. Because after Steph, there's become Steph clones like a Trey Young or whoever they try to compare to him. But Steph, Steph has changed the game. Like I, I call a lot of high school basketball and stuff like that. It's all outside inside now. It oh, used yeah. to be inside out. But you got kids out here jacking 28, three, 28 foot three footer or three pointers or whatever. That's from the Steph effect. And I think Pat Mahomes is having the same effect the way uh kids in high school play football in terms of you know, you're taught not to throw across your chest, not to throw <laughs> all the way across the field, or, you know, you're taught not to be so loose with the ball or uh, take these chances, and they're they're starting to do it. But, again, there's only one Pat Mahomes. So, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I landed on that comparison this weekend. I'm like, yeah, I feel comfortable with, with calling him, the you know, the football version of Steph Curry. But uh, the Chiefs, I don't know how this dude's supposed to be 100% in six days or whatever on a high ankle sprain, but uh, – they got. He'll uh, do it. They got. When you got Henny, we're gonna call all, all he all he, <laughs> all he need. All he needs. All he needs next week is a patch on his eye, <laughs> and he'll be a pirate. 
Okay. He's going to be coming in there with that nub. I want to know what that thing looks like today. Because that was what, Saturday night? What was that angle like today? Yeah. That thing was like, <laughs> like it's just like, oh, so I don't know. We'll see. And then, um, the, it's very hard to play with that. He, he, he yeah. gutted that out. Like, he, he, he's a dog for that. I mean, uh, another thing, too, I didn't even bother to watch the game because I knew it was going to be like that, probably, even though I picked the other, I picked all the road teams for some reason. Only one of them actually panned it out. Uh, flowers to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, just beating the brakes off the Giants. Like, the Giants were invited to a party they weren't supposed to be at, and the Eagles are the ones that were told to go tell them. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like hey, hey, <laughs> hey, yo, Jalen, 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 hey, yo, D-line, D-line, Jalen and D-line. Hey, go tell them. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't even supposed to be here. They got, they, got they don't get out, they don't get out. Like, they tell them get- once. But if they, you have to tell them twice. I need you to beat that behind. Yep. And that's literally right. Daniel Jones. And it was like, we can stay here all we want to. We earned the right. Nah, bro. This nah, is who the big boys are now. Out of here. Yeah, and we'll see y'all next year. Um, How many sacks did they have this year? The Philadelphia Eagles? Like 60 oh, plus? Something. They're, they're the second ranked <laughs> defense behind the 49ers. So, like, so we've got this situation where you got the number one ranked defense versus the number two ranked defense in the NFC Championship Oof. game. Eagles, 49ers. And then you've got probably the two best quarterbacks in the league over in the AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Chiefs, Bengals. And I don't know how the NFL does this, but like they knew Cowboys 49ers was going to be the marquee on Sunday. So they had that for the primetime 630 game. They had it set for that before they even knew what the teams were. And then this, they had it set. The AFC Championship game was going to be the night game for uh, Sunday. And it, 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 I guess any combination, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Trevor, whatever, would have been fine. But getting Mahomes versus... Uh, uh, your boy Burrow in that primetime game, it just sets it up where I think we got the four best teams in the league left Eagles, 49ers, Bengals. Really did. I mean, I think that's right. I think that actually the cream roast to the top. I mean, is there really any, is there a team that should be here <laughs> that ain't? I mean, I uh, guess it would have been the Bills, but and yeah. I, I saw this too on Twitter. Is somebody, and we talked about it about the college football playoff, but that the four teams remaining. From the, of this year's playoffs, three of them were in it last year. Right. So all those people talking about, oh, college football playoffs shouldn't expand. Well, the NFL has a lot more teams in it and still got to the same thing anyway. So yeah, and those seventh seed teams probably but, didn't have any business being in there this year. The the eight yeah. nine squad, Tampa, even though they won the division. All, all all that does is just give everybody more money. Right. Yeah. 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 What I am thankful for though is that. Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes are both in the same conference because that could be a thing where it's just <laughs> them two duking it out for Super Bowls year after year after year. And that may get old. It might be fun for a while, but I think to see somebody else in there, that, that's pretty cool. Now it, it gives me hope as a Panther fan for where because we're I feel like we're a quarterback away and a couple little pieces here and there to contend. I mean, in the NFC. Who in the NFC do you? Like yeah. in terms of quarterbacks, are you like, damn, like that's that's a dude that we don't want to run into? Hurts, like, maybe hurts. hurts healthy. That's probably it so far. Uh, and whoever is playing like, quarterback for the 49ers, even then, yeah, like, the 49ers defense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is not a top five quarterback. Like, you're yeah. not getting a Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes when you play Jalen Hurts. He's a good quarterback, but there's a huge drop off between those guys and like the Jalen Hurts. 
Hell, you didn't even mention guys like Lamar Jackson. You know, yeah. like, I mean, these dudes are all under the age of what, 28? And like every conference. <laughs> every, yeah, they're all in the same. Justin Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Yeah. Tua started out strong earlier this year before the concussions or whatnot. I mean, they're, it's, <laughs> it's pretty loaded in the AFC. It's going to be trouble getting out of there for the next couple of years. Uh, in the NFC, though, you're right. I mean, other than Hurts and who am I thinking? It's like all the old quarterbacks are in the Geno NFC. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I mean, it just doesn't have the same pop. Doesn't have that same pop, that same ring. Pizzazz of Matthew <laughs> Stafford. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I thought he was going to retire. Brock <laughs> Purdy. Talking earlier. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. We Brock say all this. Brock Purdy might be the next Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, in terms watch. of winning a Super watch. Bowl, he's only started seven games or six games or whatever it's been uh, so far. Paul Mancini, super fan, believing Panther says NFC South is wide open for 2023. Who is the coach going to be? Well, I, I think it's going to be Wilkes. I do. I think it's uh, we've been on this for two months now. I felt like it's always it was always going to be Wilkes. And <clears> they were just doing their due diligence, interviewing all these folks. Uh, Joe, Joe Person told us last week. They interviewed like 20 people before they landed on Scott Fitter last year. So, I mean, interview everybody. But as the as the list starts to kind of filter out and you start looking at who to bring in, I think the best case scenario would be Steve Wilkes as head coach, Frank Wright as offensive coordinator, and you keep Al Holcomb as defensive coordinator. And you, and you go with that. And if it, if it works, fantastic. David Tepper, you'll look like a savior to the city of Charlotte. If it doesn't work, and you blow it up, and I mean, these same candidates are gonna. There's always gonna be a young, hot offensive coordinator out there that everybody wants to interview, but not everybody's Brian Dable, you know. Not everybody is these dudes that have shown that they can do more than just draw up plays on a on a, a board. And I don't know if a guy like Ken Dorsey is ready to just lead a whole team. I don't just watch what happened in that Bills game, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. and, and you and you think about it like. Yes, it would be kind of a neat thing to see Ken Dorsey full circle moment, but like he's only been the coordinator for this season only. And before that, he was a quarterback's coach for years. But yeah. to me, like you've got to have more experience. And I mean, I mean, let's face it, Josh Allen was not very good down the stretch this year. I mean, he was yeah. getting a little turnover prone. So, like, that's and again, I when mean, you don't have a run up, when you don't have a rushing attack, that's an a big problem. So, like, I, I think you can take Ken Dorsey out of this situation. Um, Mike Kafka, I still think the world of him because, I mean, he's only 35 years old, and you look at his resume, first full year that Patrick Mahomes was a starting quarterback, he helped him. And then he just helped Daniel Jones to his best career or his best season ever to make a break year. So, like, I think the world of him, but I still think he's too young. He's not ready. Like, for me, I think it's Sean Payton, Steve Wilkes, or Shane Steichen. And I don't think Sean Payton's coming to Carolina. I just don't think they're going to be willing to part with the draft capital that it's going to take to get Sean Payton, number one. Uh, and number two, I think Denver's, like you guys have been talking about, is probably going to be able to do more of what Sean Payton wants to do. Um, but, I mean, I think it's going to come down to Shane Steichen and Steve Wilkes. And I don't really know that it could be a bad thing either way. See, and even with that, it's like, are you going to bring in an outsider like you just did after all these players have voiced their their love? Yeah, it's, tough. It's, tough. It's, it's weird. Uh, Willie Smith, super fan for Believe in Panthers. Thanks, Willie. Says, has Wilkes received any coaching interest outside of the Panthers? I am Team Wilkes. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago that to me that was almost like a telltale that 
he hadn't interviewed any place else and nobody else had requested him. What does that mean like to you, Skylar, when you're reporting on this stuff? Because to me, it felt like some, either he's been told you're the front runner, so he's not out there looking for something else, uh, or he just doesn't want anything else, which would be weird uh, for Wilkes to not want to prove that he could be a head coach someplace else. I know Al Holcomb interviewed, I think, the DC for the Falcons job this past week. So he's well, keeping his options out there. But again, you got to think when you fire a coach, it, <laughs> I don't think a lot of fans expect you as an owner to go and look at another team that fired their coach and say, let's get their interim head coach. I don't care how good of a job he did. And again, with Steve Wilkes, he had familiarity here. He knew what it took to win in this organization. And I mean, when you take that and, and I mean, especially what they did, it wasn't very sexy, right? I mean, it was play defense, run the ball 40 times. And that's that's not a, a splashy type of hire compared to a Shane Steichen or even an, an Ajira Evero, who's basically a young younger version of Steve Wilkes. Um, maybe a little bit more creative defensively, but like – it's just not going to move the needle for a lot of these other teams. Now, well, move the needle for Carolina? Absolutely. Again, because he gets the culture, he gets what it takes to win. But it's a different situation Situation when you look elsewhere. See, I'm a little mad about Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, The perception that Wilkes is a conservative coach because of how they ran the offense this past year. You know, he didn't have a choice. What was he supposed to do? You know, he didn't get Sam Darnold to what, like week? 12 13 something like that like he he had baker mayfield with like the worst qbr in the league for most of the year uh pj walker who they just never really let throw the ball down the field and then sam darnold who they kind of let start throwing the ball towards the end but he never had a competent quarterback so why would he be trotting pj walker out there trying to throw for 350 yards like it just and and then that plus his previous record in arizona he went three and 13 but the team was a bottom of the league team when he when he inherited the team and got the, the job. You know what that roster was in Arizona? I was trying to look it up because I, I kept seeing this online. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to see it online. I'm like, well, who did he have? Because he, he didn't have did he draft he drafted Josh Rosen. Uh I don't even think he's in the league. I don't know. I can't remember the whole situation. Was Josh Rosen already there or did they take him? I think he I think they drafted him and then hired. Wilkes. So I'm not even sure if Rosen yeah, was his guy. Uh, so I want to see because if I remember, I I want to say that was Josh Rosen's second year. Yeah, when he Steve got the job, because cool. then they they screwed it all up. It was terrible roster, and then they got the number one pick to get Kyle. And then that's when they let Wilkes go, so they could bring in uh, Cliff Kingsbury to to pair with him, which everyone got either. What? <laughs> they didn't give him a shot. So I mean. I don't know. That that's that's where I am. But of course, we're we're in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. We got to. You kidding me? Playoffs. We're right there towards the end. We only got three games left in this season. Um, the NFC and AFC championship games. Uh, we can kind of get into this a little bit. Before we do that, though, I don't want to leave behind uh Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna circle back around to this real quick because uh yeah, we need to talk about this. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Dak, Dak, you got the bag, got hurt, and then got the bag afterwards. Everybody was happy. First first of all, Jerry Jones should have gave him the bag the year before he got hurt, and it would have been way less expensive than it is now. Because now you're gonna have these uncomfortable conversations about Dak. Is Dak do you look at Dak and that Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes? No, Josh Allen, no, of quarterback. No. Where do you no. have 
Because like I'm trying to yeah. figure this out watching them yesterday. Ryan, like, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> now Kirk's gotten a whole lot of bags in his career. Hey, like, Kirk's not. You want to know something? Place. Didn't Dalton play for the Cowboys? Yeah. And Dalton, yeah. I'm. I'm. <laughs> hey, uh, yo. Cowboys, Cowboys, Dalton trade, whatever that looked like, need to happen. Wow. Listen, Dak, Dak Prescott. Ooh. Would Ooh. they trade for Aaron Rodgers? Would the Dallas Cowboys trade and reunite Mike McCarthy and Aaron? Ooh. 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 Yeah, I like that. And you know, Jerry would spend that money because Aaron's going to be owed like, what, 60? He's got two years left on the three year extension he signed. He's yeah. owed like sixty million next year. I don't even know what it is the year after that. Would Jerry Jones do that? All right, let's put like. <laughs> would Jerry Jones do? Would he trade? Like you mean like trade Dak for trade, trade Dak for Dak Rogers, McCarthy, Sean Payton? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, mm, I gotta sit there and think about that because. It was brought up. I think Dan Rolovsky brought it up. McCarthy got to go. McCarthy got to go. He's doing this McCarthy experiment. That Prescott definitely needs to be like, look, because I'm a player and I'm going to always speak from the player's side. So I'm not just going to tell. I'm not going to say like he got to go. But they (laughs) need to look at this. They need to look at this (laughs) in a different way. My man's throwing interceptions. Like it's like. Didn't he lead the league? Like he's turkeys. He's, he's, yeah, he's giving them out so. like turkeys on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and look, he's played twelve games this year. He's played twelve. He twelve. He played twelve regular season games this year, and he had fifteen interceptions. He's doing okay. weird stuff too. Like they showed uh, the one where he tried to force it to Ceedee Lamb going into the end zone. They showed it like from behind the quarterback, like the line, and T.Y. Hilton is running like a, just like a, an out and there's this huge patch of green <laughs> in this out there. There's no cover over the top and T Y Hilton is open. All he has to do is just hit him on the end scene. Yeah. And instead he doesn't even look that way. Like he's just on CD lamb the whole time and tries to force it into two people in the end zone. Uh, and it's an incompletion. And I'm just sitting there like, why didn't you see that? Like it's, it's right there. Like everyone sees it. Why can't you see it? You're the quarterback. And he's, He's had those issues. He was drafted in the fourth round for a reason. I know that sounds harsh, but for a starting quarterback in the NFL, it's really rare to get a late-round guy be your starter at quarterback. Usually it's a first-round pick, like more often than not. There's not a lot of Russell Wilsons out there to get drafted in the third not round. There's not a lot of Brock Purdy out there either. There's not a lot of Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, starting for the team that might win the whole damn thing. Like, it just – that don't usually happen. But Dak, I think we, I think people try to label Dak when he got the money as a dude that can elevate the team. And I don't think that's him. I think he's a guy. He needs pieces. He needs pieces around him. He doesn't have that it factor. Like, there's not one area of his game where you're like, okay, that's that's the advantage that he brings to the table. Like, he just doesn't have it. Like, I don't think you can build a like you can maybe build a team around Dak and win, but he's not going to take you there by himself. Yeah, and that was painfully clear uh, yesterday. Cause he was trying to do it by himself pretty much, especially when they lost Pollard. It was just like, okay, Dak, they, they're all talking about legacy and all this other stuff. This is it. This game is right there. Can you go down the field in the number one defense in the league on the road and win this? And the answer was no, <laughs> no, I can't, right. I can't do this. Not by myself. 
So I, I don't know. It's just wild to me. Uh, Paul actually comes in. We were talking about with the uh, Cardinals. He said Wilkes was hired. Then they drafted quarterback Josh Rosen as they both only lasted one season in Arizona. This was owner Bid Bidwell's last season as owner before passing away, which is now run by his son, Michael. So that might have had a lot to do with why Wilkes only got one year, too. It wasn't Michael's hire. It was his dad's hire. Um, also, I believe the Cowboys will move on from Kellen Moore and Keith McCarthy for one more season. Cowboys were like the highest scoring team in the league, though, weren't they? Like, I don't know if the offense was so much the issue with scoring. They just – it's McCarthy. It's McCarthy. Like, they're not going to – and da- they're not going to win with McCarthy in Dallas. Um, so here, here's the question I got for both of you. So you got your first-round pick, right? Would you send your first-round pick to New Orleans for Sean Payton, or would you send that first-round pick and Dak Prescott to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? Which one would you rather do? That means I'm keeping McCarthy as coach? Mm-hmm. If, with the, the Rodgers? So you're going to have McCarthy and Rodgers, but you're going to give away Dak in a first-round pick, or you're going to have – Sean Payton and Dak Prescott with no first round pick. Hmm. Whatever that was, that, and you got to repeat that again. But whatever it is, that got to go. Dak, <laughs> Dak, and a first round pick going to Green Bay uh-huh. for Aaron Rodgers and Michael okay. McCarthy. Stays. Yeah. Or you trade your first round pick to New Orleans for Sean Payton and you still have Dak. Uh, Will Green Bay trade Aaron Rodgers? Uh, the uh, <laughs> that seems to be the thing. Would they even trade him to Dallas? Uh, but if he doesn't want to be there and he's getting older, like, I mean, what is he, 36? I think he's like 38, I think. He might be. Actually, let me look that up. Jerry Jones is 105. So, like, he ain't got time to wait around. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got time to wait around on Dak to figure this out. Or, or you know what I mean? Like, that's why, like if, that's why I'm seriously sitting here like, would Jerry Jones do that? Like, I think Jerry Jones, if, if you catch him in a bar late one night and start peppering him with these questions, he might. Hey, like, how glad were you guys? How, how happy were y'all when that kicker made, finally made it? Oh, kick? my God. Look, awesome. the one that got blocked, actually, I think <laughs> helped him. All the- it, it was, was not gonna make way. it. Yeah, it was, all the way <laughs> it was like this way, and like I think the dude, the dude that blocked him was on the other side of the line. Like yeah, he wait. was like, "Oh, I hit the what? What is going on?" If he had missed that one, then it was gonna be hard times for him the rest of the way. But I think the fact that he saw that he got blocked kind of cleared yeah. his mind a little bit. So he made that yeah. little twenty-five footer or twenty-five yarder, and then he was good to go yeah. after that. But yeah. man, I was I've never sat on the edge of my seat. For a kicker that did not belong to my own team, <laughs> yeah, seen that much attention, like the entire world focused on an extra point. I felt bad time. for him. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and what's crazy about it is, it's not like this guy struggled. Like, I mean, he was money all yeah. season long, and it just the yips. What the <laughs> hell? <out>? Worst <laughs> the yips of all time. Like, yeah. they like they literally it affected Dallas's offense. Like, it literally it affected what they were calling because they could have kicked a field goal a couple of times in that first half. And kept going. There was a fourth down that Dak converted on his with his feet. That any other time they would have just trotted out the kicker to, to kick the field goal. Uh, but that was after the block, so it was like, and then, and then Dak went through an interception. Yeah, and then Dak threw interception. So it was like, so I mean, golly, and it didn't even three they, points they tried, or interception. Did they even try out another kicker last week? Because I remember Jones. Eight, nine, I think, but I don't. But they didn't elevate. 
Dallas. <laughs> just Dallas. Now I understand why Stephen A's so hard on him. Yeah, I understand Stephen A completely <laughs> now. Jeez. Jesus. I was rooting for the Cowboys. I found myself rooting for the Cowboys yesterday. Like I, I was, about, I was <laughs> not. I know Stu was talking about the the catch or that didn't get where Schultz didn't get out of bounds on his own, right? Yeah. But how about the damn play where he was wide open, nobody within fifteen yards of him, and you can't get both feet down? Like, yeah. I, I'm, well, that's I'm, what I'm talking that, about. Stanley. That right there gives you. I mean, at least a chance because mm-hmm. now you're forty yard line. He went through that thing like ah, ah right. oh, like Daisy yeah. just like yeah. He didn't Man, even bother. sense of urgency yet. Where your coach at? That's, Tell your coach to come here so I can wrang him by his neck <laughs> <laughs> because this is uncalled for, brother. Is that coaching? Does you blame the head coach? Bro, yeah. it's co- that the punt team, the execution, everything execution wise. It does come down to the player, but stuff like we saw towards the end of that game, the punt team getting on the field, taking 40, sec- 40 seconds to get a punt off, <laughs> and the time management with Dak and his head coach not spiking the ball after Buddy got ran backwards going out of bounds. Well, not, what, then, I'm not really- and, then, and then my man just – Got to get his feet down and catch the ball like he trying to catch the ball. Not catching the ball like, oh, yeah, baby, yeah. Make it yeah. look like sweet out high here. school or something. Like, yeah, like, this doing? is like pregame. Like, <laughs> nah, brother, this is not pregame. This is the game. And there was no like, – did anybody even yell at him for that? <laughs> did anybody know, even come out like, Yo, what's crazy doing? is What's crazy is Greg Olson, like, bias. Best, best tight end ever. Like – and especially when it comes to like these times in the game, mm-hmm. like he knows ball, he knows execution, he knows the situations. Like you put Greg Olson in a situation like that, I'm pretty sure he's calling this game and just like in his like inner heart, everything within him is just probably like just like itching and scratching because he's like what is happening why is he doing this why is he going backwards or why is he not tapping his feet why is it why is he catching the ball like that i'd like to make like, that let's make that happen i don't know if you've got a way to contact or something i'd like to get greg on the podcast like because i was actually really impressed with his call i had a couple buddies text me last night saying they didn't like the call and i was like what do you not like about it like he's being very uh he's like the anti-romo instead of like calling stuff before the play happens and in a way that kind of ruins it after a while when you're watching it he was really good explaining what happened like during the play from the passing game perspective like he's showing you what should have happened where Dak should have went like who was actually open and then why Dak threw it that way or his guess as to why he threw it that way I should say but I would rather much rather and, and I like Tony Romo to a certain extent but like I would much rather listen to Greg Olson kind of like break down like you just said what's happening then and, and may like what that may set up for then rather than you know tony Romo just going oh, i don't know jim <laughs> i don't know jim what's gonna happen <laughs> what's gonna happen watch out for this guy up, the about about them cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> greg olson's becoming a great greg, commentator says yeah. willie smith uh out there balling, man but they, like uh, oh. you're really telling it how it is though man and that's really that's really about to make this whole Dak Prescott thing. Like Greg Olson, really people. The commentation, <laughs> the commentating that's going on right now, 
is really about to have the fan base holding these organizations accountable for what they seeing because now like you can't like people on Twitter getting educated, brother. <laughs> like, like everybody, everybody knows what you're supposed to do now. Yeah. Like, it's, hey, it's not it's not Pat Summerall <laughs> and John Madden up there giving out you know, legs or whatever. It's like yeah, dudes really understand. Point. Like, there's like housewives that understand how to diagnose a play, like and watch it and can explain to you on Twitter. Which that, is, why'd you go from your read so quick? Yeah, yeah stay on that a little <laughs> bit longer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul says, did you did you guys notice the 49ers CMC was not on the field late in the game as left calf appeared to be bothering him as they were working on it on the sidelines? I did notice that. Uh, it didn't seem to matter because the dude that came in for him, what's the backup running back for the 49ers? Elijah Mitchell. He's a problem, too. Uh, yeah. that whole team oh, he, he almost messed the game up for San Francisco, too. What, oh, what? yeah, he gave Dallas a chance by yeah. – Oh, he didn't run – yeah, he ran down. down the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Just fall down, yeah. man. Yeah, you got to stay hey, Coach Skip, my running back coach, but hey, baby, you got to stay in bounds. You so, got to stay in bounds. You can't go out of bounds. You got to so, stay uh, in bounds. So real quick before we give our predictions for conference championship Sunday, before we leave this whole Dallas nonsense, we got to talk about this last play, the, this formation that they came out here with. This Trash. Little, whatever this offensive was. Co- offensive coordinator needs to be looked at, too. If y'all haven't seen it, just put it <laughs> look it up. They, they came out with, like, Zeke Elliott at center. Get no one bullied. else on the line. They had like five dudes up here and like oh, eight roads or whatever down here. <laughs> like as soon as the ball is snapped. Didn't the Colts run some type of play like that some yeah, years ago? Yeah. 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 The Patriots. They went under center with it was like a fake punt or whatever. And they, they had two guys just right around the center just went whoop. <laughs> yeah, that's, they didn't even bother to do that with Zeke. They ran through him like they trucked my boy. Like as soon as he's like, we're like, like, hey, oh, no. gonna get you up there to make you take on one of their best defensive players. He's gonna knock you in the face, and it's gonna be okay. I'm just like, what was just the get idea? up and somebody gonna try to hand you the ball? That's what, what actually. That was why I was mad too at the end of that game. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Not I'm because tell you why they we did it. it. I was mad that we weren't treated with the what was supposed to happen. Like I wanted to, what were we supposed to do in this formation? Like what was supposed this to? Happen? And we got robbed. You bad at the suspense. Yeah, <laughs> I came out with it, and then the, you know, because even the 49ers was like, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? And they call a timeout. <laughs> they're like, hold on, wait a minute. So 49ers call a timeout. They come right back out, and they're standing in the huddle. I'm like, there, Lord, no, there's no way they're gonna line back up in this format, and they did. And I was like. Ooh, okay. Let's see what this is. I don't understand why Zeke's at center, but let's go. He's ineligible. Like, what are we doing? And and then like two seconds later, it's over. But that's that's the Dallas Cowboys in a nutshell, though. The most suspenseful all people, team. Why would you, you have ineligible? Yeah, you got all your skill players out there. Why is Zeke at center? Like by himself, there's two there's two 49ers lined over top of him. <laughs> like we already know what's about to happen here. And like as soon as he snaps the ball, the one dude just goes. <laughs> like right through him, he on his back like a turtle, like just like oh no. And then the dude that Zach throws it to, he didn't have no place to go. There was no one near him to pitch it. Like the whole thing was just like, what is this? And it makes it feel like the Cowboys should have lost by thirty. Instead, they lost by seven. And it, Why that's did they throw that's it out. Throw it out to like I don't even know, just like a, a little quick like pass out in the flat or something and just start pitching it around. What 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 was a seven yard hook gonna do? Like that's why I'm I mean, mad. There's nobody I wanna know the pitch and everything. Like there's nobody even there. 
Like, I, I don't understand where that ball was supposed to go after he caught it. There's it's nobody Skyler, around. Skyler, we'll never Skyler. know. We'll never we're know. Gonna bl- we're going to blame this on coaching. Oh, okay? yeah. Not blaming this one on that. That had to be – that. I mean, that, that had to be McCarthy, right? Like, okay, no, guys, we've was, been practicing this one. Like, let's No, this is the going. offensive coordinator. That's offensive Kellen coordinator, Moore. Kellen Moore. That's your play. That's your special you, play. I didn't even know you could do it. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> think about it. Do you guys remember that Kellen Moore was at Boise State when they upset – I think it was Oklahoma. Uh, and Oklahoma. They did, Oklahoma with, they did the, yeah, Statue the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. But not just that. Not that. But the, the the one that ended up either winning the game or, or giving them the lead was it was the the, the hook and ladder. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah, wondering yeah. that was similar to what was supposed to transpire there. But I mean, obviously that was just like the play at the end of Varsity Blues. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, where you throw it to the wide receiver and it, he it, it out, and you have a clear the, it's the it's the play that you dream about, where you like tossing it back, and it's like continuous. It's a yeah, it's, it's a, a never ending toss back back <laughs> back. <laughs> I assume they had Zeke on the line because eventually he was supposed to get one of these tossbacks. I assume, or, or maybe he's forgotten. a decoy. <laughs> maybe, or, maybe or I don't know, or maybe be for, be be forgotten because he got planted in the ground. This is like uh, this was like um when uh back in the day carolina and kansas played in the national championship like in 57 when wilt chamberlain was still playing for kansas it was like a triple overtime game carolina won went undefeated but carolina mind game wise sent out like their shortest player for the tip uh, against wilt and wilt is standing there with his hands on his hips like looking at the dude just shaking his head like what are they doing (laughs) like it was these mind games i guess maybe that's what they were trying to do with zeke at center like oh what you gonna do when we put Zeke at center and we got all our offensive linemen over here? <laughs> like, yeah, we're we gonna run here and tackle you. <laughs> little Giants, if you ever watched that movie, Little Giants, they had a better game plan <laughs> than it? the Cowboys did. Just everybody just run in circles. <laughs> the annexation <laughs> of Puerto Rico. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so we'll find out from the Cowboys. We, oh, we put up a, a, a in this episode, we put up a plethora of different possibilities. With the Cowboys, with Aaron Rodgers, with Sean Payton, things I wasn't even thinking about before I sat down this morning. Now, hell, you could have Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers together in Dallas, or maybe not. Maybe you'll have, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's yeah. so much stuff to move around. Well, the one thing we've learned today is that the AFC is loaded with young quarterbacks under the age of 28, and the NFC is not. Is not. <laughs> it's like the league of old extraordinary gentleman you got tom brady over here you got aaron Rodgers over here you can't put a uh uh what daniel jones in that category or who's who is it who who are the young quarterbacks in the nfc i mean jalen hurts is pretty much it yeah jalen <laughs> dak dak by the way i can i can i can i can go ahead and tell you my prediction for this weekend yeah let's go ahead and get them because we're running out of time here so uh, first game is um, the NFC Championship. I think it's at three thirty uh, on Sunday. Philly hosting the 49ers. Uh, this is the two. These are the two top overall defenses in the entire NFL. Uh, San Francisco number one, Philly number two. Uh, San Francisco has won eleven straight games now. They have not lost a game since they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Hit me. I'm sad. First of all that we're not going to get a Philly-Buffalo Super Bowl? Could you, could you imagine the tailgates for that? 
<laughs> people pile driving people, people on tables. Fan <laughs> bases in the NFL, but anyway, hospitals will be on, uh, on, on call all every, week. All points, both all points. We need you all down here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with. I, I'm rooting for San Francisco. I really am. I, I like the story with Brock Purdy. Obviously, want to see Christian get in the Super Bowl, but I mean, come on, like. Philly is just – they're that good. They're loaded. And I feel like we kind of saw it a little bit at some points yesterday, but I think this week we're finally going to see Brock Purdy look like the last pick of the draft. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's that, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. I'm surprised we haven't seen it already. Dallas got pretty close, but office just let him down. Stu, Philly, 49ers. It's in Philly. Uh, I got the 49ers, man. Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, about to show up and be relevant. Uh, C Mac, C Mac about to, you know, whatever his calf situation is this week, we'll get it nice and loose. He'll be all right. Get it right. He'll be all right for the yeah, game. He'll be all right. Um couple Panthers. I think, I think and I think the Eagles are gonna definitely get after Brock Purdy. But I think after this past week um, playing against the Dallas Cowboys and how that game went for him and how how patient he had to be, he didn't make any mistakes. And so he didn't cough the ball up. And I think if he, if he has that same mentality going into preparation this week, you know, with the guys that he has around him, like that's the thing. He's got a lot of weapons, and I don't feel like I feel like what we saw Philly do the do to the Giants. The Giants, they ain't got no talent like that. Okay, so especially you know in the receiving core, yeah. Um, you, know, you got Saquon. That's the only person that really sets any standard of of you know talent that you don't see often. Um, so I think what we're going to see from the Philadelphia Eagles is a a D line that's going to get after it, but a secondary that's going to struggle. That's my opinion. I'm a yeah. I'm gonna go with the 49ers too on this one. Um, I don't think it matters if Brock Purdy's quarterback. He he can give you a, a, a big game, but he can also game manage too with the talent around him. If they've got Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. And Brandon, I, I mean, like I'm running out of fingers. Like that's so many skill players. And I thought Dallas kind of had it under control, but that game kind of showed me you can't really control this for four quarters. Like if 49ers decide to go down the field on you, they can do it in so many ways. And Kyle Shanahan is just calling great offensive football right now. Like he's just understanding spacing routes, who he has, like he's using everybody the correct way. And, uh, I haven't really trusted Philly all year. I've been on record with that on this show. Like, I just haven't trusted them for some reason. Uh, I think if they didn't play the Giants this weekend, they might have been in some trouble. But think I think about how great that San Francisco offense is like, you probably have the second best tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. Then you have a receiver who's probably better than most starting running backs at running back. And then you have a one of the best running backs that's probably better than most receivers at receiver. Like, like McCaffrey, I, I mean, McCaffrey's probably a top three running back in the league, and he runs routes better yeah, than most. He's probably a top, top, 20, 
20, 25 receiver, and Debo Samuel is probably a top 20, 25 running back. Yeah. So you and and Ayuk runs routes that just gets him open. Yeah. Like, dude is like stupid I, fast. Yeah. yeah. And Kittle, Kittle's got that personality, like, that we've seen kind of from Gronk and others, like, now that tight end position. I he's having fun. Gronk was bigger. But yeah, maybe. Now, is he better than Kelsey? I don't think so. But hmm. yeah. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Actually, I uh, think I think he doesn't get as many looks because all as... other things around him. Yeah, Kelsey yeah. is like the safety valve for Mahomes. Like the play can break down. He's gonna find Kelsey for twenty yards out and convert right. it or whatever. And Kittle hadn't really had to do that yet. Uh, I'm gonna go 49ers too. Because I think that's a sexier matchup in the Super Bowl, 49ers versus whoever comes out of the AFC. I'm leaning whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win the whole thing. But uh, I'm going to pick the 49ers. They're just playing too well right now. Go with the hot team in the NFL. Go with the hot team in January. The 49ers are the hottest team in the league. Um, they've won every way imaginable. They've blown people out. They've grounded out. They've won with multiple quarterbacks. They're pretty healthy. And they know who they are. They have an identity. I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Um, so we know your AFC pick then, if you're going with the hottest team. <laughs> yeah. Next. I mean, and Lord oh. knows, look, I've been saying it on this show too. Don't trust the Bengals two years in a row. And I should have known when I said that way back in when we first made our division picks <laughs> back in yeah. August, that it would come back to bite me in the ass and the Bengals would be the, the hottest team in the AFC by the time we got to January. And that's exactly what's happened. Like, I can't find a hole. And his Bengal team right now, like, yeah, and they got the local thing too. There's like three guys on that team that played high school up here near me, um, for teams that I call for. Uh, so it's kind of like, but it's still the Bengals, <laughs> it's the Bengals, like, it doesn't feel right, it just feels wrong. But I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs being there at this point, they're kind of turning into the Patriots in terms of it just seemed like they're there every year. I like the Chiefs getting there. It's just it's fun. The offense is fun, but I mean, yeah, I, I think Coach, I think Coach Lou gonna have that boy. He he yeah. looked he, he saw that game and and Patrick Mahomes play with hopping around, <laughs> hopping around that nub, that is nub. But like at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is gonna be different. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to what, when it comes to game time. Now, where, where do you think he'll be by Sunday, health wise, percentage wise, like on his ankle sprain? Seventy, if that. Sixty, sixty. Like That's this past game, this pa- this past game that he played in with that, he was probably thirty. He might be sixty. Lord, that was bad. maybe not. I actually <laughs> no, like when he wakes up game day morning, he's gonna feel terrible. But he's gonna have to get his mind, his body, like ready to like just gut it out. You have to tape that thing. He's gonna like, have to tape it up, and he's gonna, he's gonna be he's not gonna be as mobile. And I think that's gonna fall into lose like lap, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. He did it last year. He gonna do it again. Cincinnati <laughs> owns the Chiefs too. Like they, they're three and zero against them the past three times they played, and I think two of those were yeah. Arrowhead. So I mean, it's not like the Bengals are scared of the Chiefs or in awe of them or anything. Like they feel like they're a better team, and it felt like that when they were w- w- watching warmups in Buffalo. It felt like the Bengals felt like they were the better team. We got the better quarterback. We have the better team. We're about to show you. We don't care. We in Buffalo. We don't care. It's snowing. Like yeah. we're about to show you that what we are. And I feel like they're carrying that swagger of that quarterback with them. 
And yeah, now it's probably. like, what, hey, we, what we said on here, confidence with a young team in the NFL mm-hmm. is the scariest thing in the world for a young team to figure out, oh, we can play this game. We can actually beat whoever we want when we want to do it. Cincinnati's yeah. there. Um, the Chiefs? They wounded right now, man. Chiefs, but they're wounded, yeah. I'm 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 picking Bengals. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Bengals too. I think if Mahomes is healthy, <laughs> if Mahomes is a hundred percent, I would probably go Kansas City. But I just Absolutely. can't. Yeah, I think that's what's making me go that way too. Because it's an Arrowhead too. Uh, has he ever played a conference championship game outside of Arrowhead? I think every time it's been at Arrowhead. Have you ever played a playoff game outside of Arrowhead? Outside of. Arrowhead. I don't think so, actually. I think all of them have been at home. Because um, even the, the, the Patriots win, when Brady's last year in 2019, it was at Arrowhead. Um, huh. So I don't think Mahomes has ever had to leave Arrowhead. Um, that's interesting in itself. Um, Paul says two highest teams in the NFL, 49ers and Bengals. That's a old-school rematch of previous Super Bowls, too, if that happens, 49ers and the Bengals. Um I could see Joe Pert winning the Super Bowl this year. The Cincinnati yeah. Eagles could be the Super Bowl champs, and it would not seem weird at all. I yeah, can't. <laughs> go Joey Smooth, man. Man, yeah, you're sitting there going, Woo! Yeah, yeah. man. I, I love it, too. It's just, how good was that LSU team? Like, looking back very, on it now. Like, very, very good. Burrow, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase. Terrence Terrible. Marshall was like the third wide receiver on that team. I mean, good lord, the dude threw sixty touchdowns in what, like, twelve games, thirteen games, or something nuts. <laughs> so we shouldn't yeah. be surprised by any of this because all those players off that team have taken the NFL by storm. So, um, yeah. So I guess so. Uh, do we all agree? 49ers Bengals. We all went the same yeah. way. Yeah, I want Eagles. Eagles. Oh, you picked the Eagles. Yeah, he went Eagles. <laughs> I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put that. Up. So you got Eagles Bengals. That's a. Yep. All right, so we'll see. Bradbury. Yeah, shout out to James Bradbury. Um, Shout out to James. Anybody, uh, anybody, well, Paul wants to know real quick before we get out of here. Panthers number one pick at number nine? I'm not sure what he's asking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they have the ninth pick, if that's where you're at. Yeah, the first round, yeah, our first round pick is not as it stands today, uh, unless David Tepper decides to give it to New Orleans, um, which I don't think would make a lick of sense at all, but yeah, just go ahead and give it to them. Is that where they can draft their next quarterback? Yeah, let's watch. Let's watch Bryce Young kill us for a decade, so we can have Sean Payton for two years and then decide to retire again and go back to the Saints or something nuts. <laughs> That's what would happen. He'd come here and be like, "This was a whole master plan by the Saints to just destroy the Panthers from within." I'm gonna come over for a year and be like, you know "What? <laughs> I want to retire anyway." <laughs> so you're gonna have a mole over here through the, yeah. through the transaction. <laughs> If New Orleans gets the number nine pick from the Panthers, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to stay at number nine. They will move up inside the top five to draft C.J. Stroud. Jeez. Should we? Mm, I would go as high as five. No higher. I feel like it'll drop to nine in the way this is rolling. But, you know, somebody always does. Yeah. Someone's always going to drop that ain't supposed to. Um, I don't know. We'll get into all that. We got draft stuff coming up after uh, playoffs are done. Uh, finally, Willie's. When's the earliest you think Panther fans will have an answer on a coach? When When do you think that time window is, Skyler? Because I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe the week after the Super Bowl, if not earlier. I would say probably next week would probably be the earliest. 
I don't see anything happening this week, but I you got to be careful with it because I mean, obviously Shane Steichen is a guy that's been interviewed by multiple teams. Ajira Evero, same thing. Like, there's it's a lot of common guys here, so I think they want to get their guy. I would say probably earliest next week, but I don't think so. Dominoes are going to start falling because in case y'all haven't noticed, no other vacancy has been filled either. Like, it's not just the Panthers. All of them are still open. Broncos. Ben Johnson threw a major wrench into all of that. Yeah, I think so, too. And then the whole uh, Peyton being into this uh, and then Harbaugh backing out. I think a lot of the stuff might have been settled earlier, but it is a bunch of of moving pieces that didn't really move, which is kind of made everything kind of haywire. So. So, we'll, of course, you know, we're your source for that. We'll keep you updated on that as well. If something breaks in the middle of the week or something, once they do decide what they're doing, we'll we'll come in and we'll give you the lowdown on everything with that. Uh, we're still kind of on the schedule doing this early in the week. We might start doing some later uh, week stuff once the season's over because uh, we'll have stuff to talk about with the draft. Uh, really interested in kind of start bringing in some, like, former players, uh, beat writers like we did last week with Joe Person, uh, commentators, uh, just to kind of comment on what the, the state of the franchise, basically, so you can hear from different voices uh, from us since it'll be in the off season. But we'll give you all that you need, Panther news and notes and everything else. Shout out to Bet Online. Uh, go over there, BetOnline.ag. Get that welcome bonus. Believe with the promo code BLEAV. Uh, you can get that right now. So definitely go check that out. This will be up. Audio version of this will be up a little bit later on the day. The video is always available at YouTube.com forward slash Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Um, follow Skyler for the latest too on Twitter, uh, beat writer for the Panthers for sports illustrated. If anything breaks, uh, you can follow that over at Callahan underscore. Uh, you can probably get it from him, <clears throat> get it from him first. But again, uh, I don't know if something's going to happen before the season's officially over. Cause there's candidates that are still coaching on these teams that, uh, haven't been able to do anything but virtual stuff really. So we'll quick, uh, no. quick plug here. I'm, I just did a article pros and cons, of the Panthers getting Sean Payton. That's that's probably it'll be out probably in the next half hour. Or so so check so that go follow at Callahan or at Callahan underscore so you can get that. Uh we don't want Sean Payton. We don't want him. <laughs> go get Wilkes. <laughs> yeah, team Wilkes over here, baby. So still rooting for him. We'll see what happens. But that's been another Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. We'll be back next week unless something freaky happens between now and then um, <laughs> with the coaching search. Uh, so we'll, we're just keeping everything up. and open. <clears throat> If not, we'll see you next Monday. For Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. Keep pounding, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.